Hello, this is episode 243 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. Worst year in history, 2020. This is a rambling podcast of absorbing world news, social media, and more importantly, comments on reputable news articles a week. At times it's felt really dark. In fact, I think for all of it, it's felt really dark, if I'm honest. And it didn't help that it was a Scorpio full moon. What have I seen? Every 400 to 500 years, humanity seems to pay for its sins. There was a lot of comparisons last year in astrology about the planet alignments and those at the same time as the end of slavery, the unfinished healing. And in fact, at the start of the year when I saw that the dates would be aligned and this hadn't happened since 1919, I googled 1919 happenings and how accurate did that turn out to be. So it was a bit uncanny. If, if you looked at a lot of the alignments and a lot of the synchronicities last year. I'm left wondering at the end of the week if anyone really thinks for themselves. I always say the content is irrelevant in education because it's always obsolete at every level of education. It's, it's, it's never completely truth or accurate. There's always somebody discovering something new. And so it's the skills that matter. And can anyone really critically think anymore? This has been a minor inconvenience for most people and it's a luxury to have conspiracy theories and to march for free will. And it's quite bizarre in a way as I start to reflect on that because it's always selfish. It's always a mark of the individual but it's dressed up as for the collective. The ones that are not aware, the ones that can't see the bigger picture. But it's a singular view. It's for each person's right rather than humanity as a whole. And the only places that have effectively managed the pandemic have had an empathic management. And the two places that really obviously see that are New Zealand and Bhutan. There's been a sense of looking after every single individual and it being done as a process of leadership in a way that everybody has to be responsible for everybody else. And those countries that have failed more miserably in this have had a number of trends. One, this sense of the individual's rights. Another big correlation is that there's happened to be a political process taking place or that they have been campaigning for justice in another way. Good trouble is a very strange concept, the trouble which doesn't get you killed. And I think one of the most horrifying articles that I read all the comments on this week that I digested into my brain was an article on a, on a sort of a happiness good news site. Like I do follow a few good news sites because I think you know, it's good for my morale. And it started off talking about America about the relief aid packages and people sleeping better and all of the comments on it were horrendous like they range from the only reason that people sleep better is because they're drugged to people actually photographing their guns on their pillows and like these weren't small pistols like these were serious assault rifles that like in an Irish context like you can't go and buy these anywhere. And then other people commenting on that, on their 
their guns as being a thing of beauty, making, you know, suggestions of what they needed to add to them. And, like, the, the whole thing was just completely horrifying. By the end of it, like, I, I really wondered what sort of planet we're living on. Like, you took something that was such a positive article that tried to talk about the poverty line and relief aid and taking the pressure off families, and you have people tagging guns in it and talking about stockpiling their arms. And it's only a little over 100 days into the new administration, and yet that wasn't the only news site article last week where I read what appeared to be all of the silent voters coming out in force very much against the administration. I've seen some of the most racist comments that I've ever seen, even during the whole election process. Like it and it was bizarre because the train seemed to shift within 360 within moments where in one moment, most of the comments for a trial verdict were incredibly positive. And at the next moment, it was perfectly acceptable to shoot a teenager. At least three quarters of the comments on those news sites were defending the police officer in his actions and that he, obviously he saved someone's life. But yet, as a friend said to me, when you looked at the photographs, why couldn't he pick the taser instead of the gun? That coincides to the week before where someone couldn't tell the difference. It's not even the events that are traumatizing at the moment. I think it's the reaction to them and the lack of consistency in the reaction. I don't think I would be as bothered at the moment if I could consistently see that 50% of the people on a news article are going to be present one viewpoint and maybe 25% are going to present another viewpoint and 25% are going to sit somewhere and present both viewpoints. But it's just this mass shift from one motion to the next where people are just flowing with this completely incoherent view of humanity and where they can't actually see humanity at all. And so it's, it's not just traumatic events that I'm watching. It's really traumatizing reactions and really inhumane ones that I don't know how we'll ever build a cycle out. So the events are traumatic, but the reactions are even more worrying. And it, and it really doesn't matter which conversation you're having, whether you're having a conversation on racism or on police brutality or on transphobia or on COVID or on vaccinations. It doesn't matter what the context is. All that seems to matter is that no one's actually coming up with their own thought process. I'm not entirely sure where they are coming with it from. It really feels like there's just a mass movement of what's popular or what the current trend is or what they've read this week or what the majority of other comments are made on the news article. Because in the case of 
certainly two of the news articles that I read around children and teens being shot last week, there was a very small percentage of people who were prepared to put forward a different viewpoint. And they were really lambasted for doing so. And so that in a way makes it even harder for other people to speak up and to have a slightly different viewpoint. And like one of those populist ideas being that 2020 was the worst year ever. In 1536, that's been presented as one of the worst years because we had 18 months of a blackout on the planet due to a volcano eruption. The crops failed, which followed by famine, which followed by a plague, which killed half of the Roman Empire. And that was officially the Dark Ages. Another really pivotal dark year was 1520, when Spanish explorers landed in Mexico and brought smallpox with them. And we know that in 1491, there was 145 million people, native people, living in those regions. And by 1691, 90 to 95% of the population had died. That's 130 million people. In 1918, 50 million people had died worldwide of the flu. 1933 could be seen as a horrendously dark year. 11 million people died in the Holocaust. And of course, 65 million years ago, an asteroid hit Earth and wiped out 75% of life on Earth. So I think that puts 2020 in context for the mass majority of people on the globe. And sure, we've only lost a little over 3 million people and not 20 million people this time. But as a science friend of mine said to me, he's not being paid a fortune by a company to do research which gives some sort of skewed answers here. The whole COVID journey has been open source. It's been one of the best aspects of this pandemic. And yet, despite us having had the progress in humanity of having scientific research, we can't embrace it and do what's needed here in order to save people beyond ourselves. One news source headline in the last few days, which I read, which I think summed it up really well, was India is what happens when rich people don't care. And the same can be said for Brazil and Africa. But it's very bizarre how we go through this cycle from the Roman invasions across the world and 500 years later are plunged into the Dark Ages. How we land on a continent and bring smallpox. How we completely unethically treat people and even continue slavery after it's been abolished. And how 400 years later we're left with an event such as this to sit and look at our actions. And yet my social media in Ireland goes from moaning about the schools being closed to the fact that the pubs have been closed for 400 days. And we still haven't acknowledged what's happening in other places that don't have our privilege. I said all along that the privilege is to be able to step off the grid here. But I think what's more worrying for me in all of these conversations that are taking place is this shifting mass of opinion that's not grounded in any empathy or awareness 
and a contingency of people who feel that they're very aware and awake and feel that they have a duty to stop having everyone lied to. And yet their actions are ultimately self-serving. They're not serving of a community. If you go out and you march on the streets currently at the moment in these conditions without a mask in very large numbers, all you do is mutate the virus. And when you mutate the virus, we have seen the totally devastating effects of that. All we needed to do in 2020, besides feeling sorry for ourselves, was to not spread the virus, not allow it to mutate, and to allow science to excel at what it can excel at, and to somehow care for all of our citizens, which some countries, and countries such as Bhutan, who don't have a huge economic structure, have still managed to do so. And New Zealand has been prepared to cut off itself from everybody else with a huge economic impact, but still do that to look after all of its citizens and also look after all of the Pacific Islands. But that requires you to sift through the implications of your actions as a whole and to sift through the barrage of comments that are out there and to see the reality and to think for yourself and to think from a place of compassion. Any time of plague might seem like a dark time, but this one is being navigated in a very different context, one with a world wide web, with a barrage of information on all sorts of platforms, and with a humanity that still hasn't learned to not be self-serving and how to ultimately critically think, how to be secure in themselves, and how to look at others in a simply human way. And that's before we even start the conversations about climate change and animal welfare and conservation and our impacts as a whole on the planet. I haven't even covered that in this podcast. I've only talked about what we do to each other and how you critique it and comment on it and shift with a populist view rather than sit in your own truth. 